First smoke of the day, surfs up exotics. You know where we're at. Come on now, Houston, Texas, bro. Fresca Love fire spot. If you're in Houston, you gotta come here, check out Fresca Love, and you gotta hunt down some surfs up exotics. I'm smoking on the vitamin Z. That's the next one. Been on the permanent waves. We've been on that in Cali. You guys already know about that. Yo, what's good, everybody? We're back with another episode. It's first smoke of the day. It's your boy, Pat Guys in the building. Here with my co-host, Blackleaf, as always. Big H-Town. And we're in Houston, Texas with this one today, man. Shout out to Fresca Love in yeah. here hosting us. And we got my man, Elliot, from Surf's Up Exotics. Came in here to drop what's it. Good? What's good, man? What's my man's good, got a hell of a story. And uh, it's dope to see you living out your brand, man. Thank you, brother. It's been a long journey, so you know what I mean? It's kind of like we're in this new era. It's time to put a little face to it. You know what I mean? I've always kept it hush-hush, but now it's the first time I'm telling my tale. So, you it's know, what better platform? got to be on the first smoke. By, got it. The only way. I watch it all the time. We got the boys watching all the time. You know what I mean? Every every grower is like watching this shit just going, man, that's crazy. Like they're telling that shit. We, we always were told not to tell. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. You know, times have definitely changed. And it's just like anything. Um, a lot of the biggest brands that we're fans of as people, we're fans of the people behind them. Yeah. Exactly. The founder story, the actual founder. That's who's fascinating. You know, exactly. when you think Tesla, you think Elon Musk. Exactly. You think Amazon, you think Jeff Bezos. You know what I'm saying? And I could go on and on and on. Yeah. Uh, Nike, Phil Knight. You know what I mean? And like all these guys that are just savages. UFC, yeah. you think Dana White. You know, yeah, and it's, Steve Jobs. You could just keep going on and on and on, right? And yep. it's why uh, um, people that have a strong personality and a strong presence, their brands typically do well because it resonates with a lot of people. 100%, man. It's all just a reflection from the top down. You know what I mean? And in any business, really, it's like, how is it being run? It's like the top down. Usually there's some sort of chain of command. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And like for so long, I just basically just been grinding on my own. You know what I mean? We have a we have a team now, so I'm able to actually get out. So shout out to the team. You know what I mean? Without then, I, I can't even be sitting here. I'm stuck in the grow. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's the evolution of it all as well. And it's yeah. cool that this now is real business yeah exactly you have a team you can you can step out you can scale up you can you know yeah man. Uh, have multiple locations it's yeah. all it's all kind of like new you know for me I'm, i grew up in north carolina so like when i was a kid like we didn't have this as an option you know what i mean this was never like a part of like the the job references at school what do you want to do when you're older uh want to be a grower you want to grow weed like that's never an option for me so everything now is just a blessing like you know what i mean because i never thought it would actually get to this point in my lifetime but here we are you know what i mean it's a beautiful thing even out here in texas you know what i mean absolutely it's, it's, man it's you pulled up to the event and we appreciate you you know rocking with us and meeting up with us on this tour out here in houston right now at the houston stop houston's and, big uh, man they it's do dope, it big. man to be able to connect with the culture and just come through smoke with everybody you know, shake hands, meet people and put a face to a name and link up in person. It definitely like elevates the relationships and 
Definitely. Let you take things to the next level. So we appreciate you coming to rock with us, man. Hey, man. Thanks for coming through here, too. Like, I mean, I'm sure, like, you know, the people love just having, you know, people from Cali that have been in it and, and showing them the way. So it's a appreciation all around. We're all chasing uh, dreams. Mm-hmm. We've all a lot of us have had to relocate from where we're originally raining from and political Cali refugees seems to be the melting pot. You know, <laughs> yeah. L.A. is the Mecca still to this day for you know, cannabis culture. Yeah, man. I mean, that's where I, I had always kind of planned to, when, with the weed journey, I got to get out to Cali. You know, everybody, I feel like, oh, I got to get out to Cali if you're not from there, you know, especially on the East Coast. It's a long flight. So try to trying to figure out the whole thing just to like get your stuff. You know what I mean? That's a big part of the journey for a lot of people. But I, I was blessed. I was blessed with some older cats that were already like, figured it out <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> at a young age they kind of like showed me the way you yeah. know what i mean so Talk shout about out to the old in, uh, north carolina because i know you wanted to shed some light on the outer banks yeah i think the most people know about the outer banks is the show there's a netflix show netflix, you know what i mean right and it's kind of similar but it was actually that was filmed in a in south carolina oh, but shit you know the ruin it for everybody yeah the pirate <laughs> the pirate tales and stuff are real like just know that you know what i mean wow. there's definitely uh kooks i think they have some people in the show called kooks like the kooks are the people that Kind of like the Chads and Brads of the industry. They come into the surf world and they're not really part of the culture. You know what I mean? They're the weekend warriors and such. And they just come in and they kind of get in the way and and cause problems. You know what I mean? Just always that type of person in life. And we definitely use that terminology on the Outer Banks, but not like the show. You know what I mean? So the show is kind of like cause a lot of tourism, more exposure from that, which is cool. You know, all my family and stuff are still there. So like. Uh, it's a big part of who I am and where I grew up because you got to understand it's a little island. It's basically a little sand island off the coast right on the border of Virginia. So Virginia Beach is like our closest city, Norfolk, Virginia. Shout out to the whole 757, man, because like that was a big part of growing up there. If you wanted to do anything, you wanted to go get some shoes, you had to drive to Virginia, bro. It was about an hour. You know what I mean? There's like a few shops when I was a kid. That was about it. So you had to go up to Virginia and you had to figure out what was going on because it was a whole different environment. You know what I mean? Do you think that the weed scene's big in North Carolina because the surf scene's big too on Outer Banks? On the Outer Banks, the weed and the surf definitely go hand in hand for sure. Like there's definitely a big part of surf culture, which goes back a ways. You know what I mean? If we can touch on that for a second, this is like surfers really have brought a lot of genetics into the game. You know, from traveling, finding waves and like, Thailand and Indonesia and Hawaii and going to different places and bringing back these genetics because they got a surfboard. They got a bunch of stuff. It's easy to pop some seeds somewhere and kind of get it where you needed to go. And surfers weren't really trying to trying to work. They were never really trying to work too much. They're always just trying to surf. And you never know when the waves are going to be good. So you can't have a normal job. So these people, you know, they kind of like knew at an early stage in the weed game, like, hey, the key is these genetics. And they started taking it around and somehow this shit got, you know, we grew up with, it was called the Virginia Beach Ganny. And that Virginia Beach Ganny was, you know, the, the mythical tales were like some surfers from Hawaii came to Virginia Beach or came back from Hawaii or something and had these, this Virginia Beach Ganny, which made no sense to have some Ganny from Hawaii, but it's, that's what happened. That's a weed legend. That's what it's about. It's about the mystery. Yeah. The, and this shit smelled like Durban poison kind of like, but it had some like gas and some funk to it, but it was the most heaviest indica ever. 
And like in our area, that was a big deal. Like if you could find the Ganny in the early 2000s, you know, late 90s, you were the man. Like you had the best shit on the whole, in the, on the island, you know what I mean? In the city. Out here in the Outer Banks looking for some Ganny. Yeah. If you, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> Did you guys get crippy up there? See, that's the thing. The surfers always had the crippy bud. Because any crippy I got my early days was for the surfer homies. Exactly. And it was from all the white Florida. Boys. We knew it was like some guys we did from Melbourne, Florida, Cocoa Beach, that's Florida. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They would always have Shout the out. right shit. Brevard, baby. Yeah. Hey. They would always have the right shit. And it was something like before OG, before like people were really aware of like these certain attributes the terps we're looking for it, it was almost before bc boat was flooding mm -hmm. in exactly like crippy was it like you either had reggie or crippy there was bc around that time but it, no we didn't want the bc we didn't we, nah. we didn't want to smoke it you know no nah. but you'd get some interesting batches and some shit here and there but it had nothing on the crippy the crippy's homegrown fresh sticky Orange hairs, lime green, fire. Exactly. And it was all the sur surfer homies. Surfer homies had it, and it was, it was a nice high to it. And, like, this, I don't know, maybe it made you want to go surf more or something. They used to uh, call a variation of it um, surfer's crack. Yeah. That's, that's and that perfect. was my shit. Like, you could get some of that. That was that was popping. <laughs> Bro, that's the thing. Surfers still call it crip a lot of times. In Hawaii, uh, Puerto Rico, everywhere I've been, they're like, yo, you got the crip? Like, oh, dude, he got the crib, bro. And that's how they just describe like good weed, you know, like exactly. the chronic or whatever. Exactly. So like, that's kind of how we grew up talking and, and learning like high times, like the little uh, forums online. Once that was happening, we were just like kind of tuned in through a friend's older brother who was already like kind of dialed in, learning how to grow, gave us a couple clones and North Carolina, like it's the worst place to grow outdoor on by the beach in North Carolina. <laughs> like it's super humid. The deer are trying to eat it. There's snakes. There's like water moccasins everywhere. And then, uh, right when you're ready to harvest, you got hurricane season and it's just going to come wipe out everything. And it's like, it's not the spot. So we quickly learned, maybe we've got to take it inside. You know what I mean? It's a little more low key and, the homies had some, you know, a couple lights and they were just trying shit out. And they basically it was real early on. He had the blue dream and he called it the wet dream. And this guy, he would always just be having the shit and uh, crazy yields, you know, before anybody was really dialed into like, oh, blue dreams, no good. Like he had it years and years before that. And and this dude was real tight with uh, the band Slightly Stupid, like before they were who they were, you know. It was just like two dudes rocking out and they call it slightly stupid weed sometimes. And so he was like giving us, you know, it was like the Ganny, the Crippy Bud sometimes. And you might have some like blueberry, like hydros kind of weed or some White Widow or some shit like that. But just, I don't know, there was just flavors starting to come around that time, you know? And so all of a sudden, like, uh, you know, this, this dude, he's like, yo, I'm living in Puerto Rico in the winter in the Outer Banks is dead. The whole environment, there's no work because this tourist season's up. It's cold. No one wants to go to the beach in the winter. It's kind of like the whole East Coast on the, in the shore, you know? And so uh, basically, like, he's like, yo, I'm going to Puerto Rico. I'm like, I'm coming, I'm coming to Puerto Rico then. Let's check it out. And uh, I was probably like 19 years old. And I, I was like, I'm going there for the winter. People are like, what do you mean for the winter? Like, you're just going to dip and, and just live? Like, what are you going to do for work? I'm like, I had a massage therapy degree. So I was a massage therapist at this time. I grew up 
with like hippie parents. Like my parents were into, the, I grew up in a health food store in the eighties. Like that was weird in North Carolina. You know what I mean? So like, <laughs> dude, my mom was a massage therapist too. I had like shaman and healers come into the house as a young man. I was just That's like, super blessed, that. man. If you think about it, I like was super blessed. blessed, bro. Extremely. Most I was getting grew up on fucking McDonald's and Coca-Cola and Pepsi's and shit. Exactly. And then, you know, if you're going to get a massage, they're like, what? Right. No one was what, doubting. Dude? <laughs> yeah, it'd be some dumb shit. Oh, I'd get all the jokes at school, like, yeah, yeah. oh, your mom's yeah, giving happy yeah, endings. Yeah, yeah. And my last, you know, <laughs> oh, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. And and I That's just dope though to even just know about shamans and oh all that. You know, my uncle on my mom's side, he he would take us like whenever we would go visit him, they only shop at health food stores. Yeah. So I would be like, ah dialed in you know just i was sweating kind of like man all the food tastes like shit you know but little did i know he was so ahead of the game and he raised you know my cousins like that it's all they know yeah so to grow up like that's a, a it's a big blessing actually it was a super blessing you know what i mean and, and my parents were like they came to california in the west coast in like the 70s so they kind of like saw what was going oh, yeah. on yeah and they came back and they're like we're gonna do a health food store and like my mom's like i'm gonna do a massage and Basically, uh, you know, my parents, they, they split up, but they live close, like 10 minutes. So I, I got to have both my parents, you know what I That's mean? That's dope. And uh, my family, like my grandma, she's like the legend in the community. You know, she was like the first woman in like politics and in that era, you know, in the 50s and shit. So she, she was really like supportive of whatever I was trying to do, you know what I mean? And, and I, I definitely got like 100% support when I was like, yo, I'm like dedicating my life to weed. Like, you know what I mean? They're just like, yeah, just keep like stay in California. I'm like, do that. And so I just kind of like, you know, just I wouldn't be able to do this shit without that, that whole like upbringing and the family support and the whole like, um, you know, accepting my, my path. You know what I mean? I was a healer from, from a kid with the massage shit. I was doing that for like maybe eight years. You know what I mean? And as I was doing it, I kind of realized like, man, everybody has cancer. Everybody's getting sick. Have you heard about cannabis? You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and no one wanted to talk about it back then, but every now and again, people get down on their luck with the cancer and they're like, yo, let's talk. Cause this shit, these pills, this chemo, this shit is not working. You know what I mean? And so that's kind of what led me to just like, be like, yo, this cannabis shit is what I'm going to put my life work into. Cause I was always a healer. I can only touch one person. I can only help one person at a time. But I realized real quick with this cannabis, I could touch a lot more people. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, I could, I was able to, um, to really like accept my path, you know what I mean? With the support of my family and shit and friends. And so that kind of like, so what's it like? You're going down to Puerto Rico, you're 19 years old and you're going to do massages to survive. How did it end up playing out? <laughs> wow. Yeah, man. It, you know, like any 19 year old, it doesn't play out in your head like right. it does in real life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't know, given one massage. Oh, yeah, bro. I was, I was definitely giving. They're like, we don't do massages down here. <laughs> They're like, you don't speak Spanish, bro. No. Like, what are you doing? Like, you can't, you don't have the certain license. Like, you can't come over here and work. Like, this is our jobs. Like, you know what I mean? And they didn't pay as much. And, and it was just not quickly. It was like, this is not going to work. So my boy was like, you can help me. And he had a brand new boat and all this stuff. And I'm like, man, how's, how's this all working out? And this is when I met, you know, the homie that was the older brother with the, with the wet dream and all that. And basically he was like, yo, uh, or this is how I found out what he was doing. I guess he was like, yo, uh, we're going to just pop these seeds. I got them already going. 
we're going to take clones. He had the little closet, you know, clone rig. And he's like, we're just going to put them outside. They're going to flip. It's in the winter in Puerto Rico. It's beautiful climate. Let's just flip them out there. You know what I mean? And, uh, Everywhere we go surf, he's like, let's put a little patch. You know what I mean? Because we're going to surf real early in the morning. We're surfing like every day at this point. Like, we're just going to drive, bring the nutrients in. We're going to do all that shit. And uh, this motherfucker was, he, he did it. And he basically like was brought all the nutrients, made us do all the work pretty much. And he's like, get out and go, go down that path and get the get this much water to this many plants. And we just like, after a couple months, the shit worked out. And we're just like, oh shit, that that wasn't too bad. Like that was, we got a couple, we got like a, a pound maybe out of like a couple plants. We're like, damn, this shit turned out pretty good for like what was going on in Puerto Rico at that time. That was some good weed. So quickly, I was like, man, this is this is something we could do. Like I like I like this. You know what I mean? Damn, bro, you got a dab everywhere we go. It's discreet. It's portable. Nobody knows. DrDabber.com. Use the code. Get your excess now. How, how many pounds did you crop, do you think? I think we had like four pounds in like a bunch of different patches. How many patches. plants was in like each patch? Probably like maybe like 15 was the most. Maybe like 10 to 15. And nobody found them or anything? And we just kind of like dig out a little section in these reeds. And the reeds were all tall and we'd make a little section and just like bring in like five gallon jugs with the pre-mixed like uh, hydro, advanced hydro or some shit like that, nutrients. And uh, we're, I don't know, we were just like having fun with it, you know what I mean? It's like a hobby. It wasn't like a job. It was just like, hey, we need some money. Also, we need some weed. And we're out here anyway, every day surfing. Let's figure out a way we can have some fun and, and make it work. And so all of a sudden, like, uh, we started meeting like some more people. They're like, no, we, we grow out here too, but, but inside, you know? And Puerto Rico is an amazing place. You know what I mean? They're very creative people. Like they'll figure out a way they're out here on this big Island. They got some crazy shit going on where they're not getting the full American benefits, but they're out there. They're part of America. You know what I mean? And so they figure out a way and they, they had some indoor setups going even back then. They had like some people growing some pretty good weed. You know what I mean? The surfers will figure it out. They'll find a way every time, <laughs> you know, because they need it for to keep surfing. You know what I mean? It's, I don't know what it is about it. What were some of the strains you were seeing at that time? Power, this shit called power plant. Yep. That was my first train I ever did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, bro. Power plant yeah. was like kind of similar to the Gany, actually. The turps on it was, was some interesting turps. I remember that. And then we had, uh, well, yeah, th at that time, that's when he was getting the, um, it was like a white widow and a white shark. The white shark, because we were surfing. We thought that was some funny shit. Let's get the white shark. That, <laughs> you know what? That's crazy you said that, say that is I was in Colombia maybe in 2016, 2017. Yeah. Went to a smoke shop, was like playing cool with the guy. He ended up know, knowing what Blackleaf was yeah. at the time off through Instagram. Yeah. So I was like, yo, that's, that's our shit in LA. And he hooked me up with a guy from Humboldt. And that guy was down in Colombia growing white shark tooth. See, that's the, it's some crazy it connection. fire, too. I was like, wow. It took me back. Because you guys crazy. are from the East Coast, so you understand. Like, oh, we're in yeah, this similar so, era, you bro, know what I mean? Great white shark, white rhino, blue rhino. <laughs> some of the best strains of all time, in my opinion. Like, yeah. all stars. Some I mean, of the I, stuff you're talking about. like Very nostalgic to my, my journey was all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know what I and mean? It's like you say, it's all surfer base. Yeah. The names and everything. Yeah, and shout out to it. the Dutch for that, man. They were working hard early. We wouldn't have a lot of that stuff without them. For sure. That's and where everyone was getting it. Yeah. The seeds and stuff. Especially international. 
you know, stuff has always been happening in Cali, but, and so you're, you're literally surviving by stashing 15 or small batches of plants at each surf spot around PR. Like at that point I was like 19. I didn't need that much. Right. I had like a little house I had rented. I had some money saved up from the, doing the massage. And, uh, you know, I had my own business at like 18, basically just doing the massage. I would go to people's houses, bring all the stuff, bring a couple other people with me. We'd have this crazy economy there was kind of like the Hamptons in one section. And, uh, so that was like, all right, I got my money saved. Yeah, I was always smart with that. You know what I mean? I didn't have that growing up. So I was like, I need to figure that out, <laughs> you know, first and foremost, how are we going to get this money? All right. Now what are we going to do with it? And so I'd go down there. I tried not to just spend it all. So we, you know, the weed helped, but that wasn't really like a ton of money, but it was, we would fish. So my friend, he was an amazing fisherman. In fact, he's still down there fishing right till this day. Wow. Yeah. And he, he doesn't fuck with the weed no more or anything like that. So we can talk about it, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but he's basically, uh, he's a great fisherman, man. And so we would go out there at the time. He wasn't as good of a fisherman because he's young too. He's probably like 24 at the time or something like that. And, uh, he was like, we'd go out there and we'd go fish in this brand new boat, a couple of white boys in Puerto Rico, the, the coast guard come on the boat. What are you guys doing out here? What are you doing? Tapping on the boat. What's going on? Where, where are you hiding? The, where are you hiding the stash? We're like, what are you talking about? We're like naive, you know? And then they would leave us alone. They'd search everything. Then there'll be like the border patrol and they would come and be like, what are you boys doing out here? Like nice boat. You know what I mean? And like quickly they started to, uh, you know, harass us for a bit and just kind of like tell us like, fuck off. These are like the local fishermen. Like don't, don't come out here like that. You know what I mean? Wow. And so it's like a big thing in surfing and fishing and, and places in nature, especially that are protected, like sacred spaces. You don't come in with your own attitude and your own agenda. Like this shit was here before you. It'll be here after you. Like come with some respect. You know what I mean? I think that's what they're kind of trying to show him. And uh, but after a while, like it's all good. You know, they, they left us alone and stuff. And we weren't doing nothing like we were just fishing. Like so they basically saw that. But uh, we had all sorts of fish we weren't going to eat. And Puerto Rico didn't really have no licenses or permits. So you just come by and be like, hey, we got some fresh fish today. And they'd be like, Shh, the nice restaurants and stuff. Like, give me that Wahoo. Like a Wahoo is like some nice, nice choice fish, man. So we grew up on the Outer Banks with like ridiculous seafood. So we're like blessed with that whole thing too, <laughs> you know. And so we're out there uh, selling fish and trying to figure out how to grow some weed. And so homie would grow like Christmas trees. Like that was his style. You know what I mean? I would always be like, I don't like that style. Like, let's do a little top, you know, start messing around in the early parts. And you start to get like that little like bush and you're like, oh damn, like we're getting more weight off this style. And he'd be like, oh, I don't like, that's my style. Like I do it my way. You know what I mean? So you quickly like figure out who's like your grow partner and who's like, you're not really, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so we, we kind of had our own styles and that was cool just to experiment and try some shit out. And, but it was just a hobby. I was still doing the massage was the main thing. And I was back and forth. Um, in the winter I'd be traveling in the summer I would be in North Carolina. So I ended up in the Virgin Islands. The Virgin Islands had a real relaxed policy at the time. You could anybody could just grow a couple plants. They didn't give a fuck. Like maybe once a year they'd come rounded up if you had too many. But people had like four or five plants outside. Like no one really cared. Uh, in the north side of of uh, the Virgin Islands, like St. Thomas, and uh, beautiful place, man. One of the most beautiful places in the world in the Caribbean that era. 
And so we were like learning how to grow weed indoor at that time and out a couple of plants outdoor. And I met another like mentor and this guy, uh, he was basically like half Hawaiian, um, half American. So he was just funny as shit. He had the pigeon accent. He talked with like, Hey, brah, you know what I'm saying? Come on, brah. We've got to get the kind, you know what I'm saying? So like that whole style started like you know, coming on and he was real spiritual dude. He was like into the massage healing world as well. And so he would kind of like put like things into perspective, like what we were really doing. You know, I mean, this plant is like real medicine. This is the truth. Like this plant is a teacher. You know what I mean? I always remember that. That's the foundation of all this shit. Like it's a medicine. It's a healing, you know, plant that was put here. We shouldn't fuck with that. You know what I mean? Let it grow to this natural ability. <laughs> That's always been my belief. So like uh, when I, you know, people are like sprayed and spraying things and doing stuff. I'm just, to me, that just doesn't seem right. Like it's good enough as it is. You know what I mean? Because it's a real medicine that came perfect as it is. How'd you meet this guy? This dude was, uh, he was also like a massage therapist guy. So the girl I was dating at the time, we worked together too. And so she was like, yo, this guy does this type of work, this body work called rolfing. And she got me these 12 sessions with this guy. And there's only like two schools to teach this Ida Rolf's method of healing. It's like your spine is basically, you know, your connective, your energy's connection. And if you have some, anything out of whack, it's just not flowing right. So it throws your life out of whack a little bit. You know what I mean? So he was like, he was real dialed into this and he was a grower and he's teaching me. He's like, Hey, I got to leave. And can you watch the plants? And you know, we started getting cool like that and we'd surf and I, he, she got me this as like a gift and it, it was amazing. Like I started, you know, I was the healthiest I ever been. Like I was just surfing every day, just, you know, traveling, um, like by foot or bike or something not really it didn't have internet didn't have uh cable tv there was no like cell phone service where i live but i could see the waves i could see the the waves where i'd surf and uh this place is super beautiful on the north side of saint thomas and like the whole crew out there everyone's got some weed and, like you know what i mean it's part of the surf culture some guys would ship it you know some guys would grow it and everyone had their little shit, but they would always notice this, the dude I'm talking about had the best. <laughs> like they're like, his energy was just producing the best. You know what I mean? And so this dude, uh, he kind of like gave me like this 12 session rolfing uh, deal. And it, it was unbelievable. Like I just, you know, I was just dialed into in the surf world, especially I was like at my best, <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, that was basically like, the time when I was like, all right, man, I need to like gather some funds and dial into what this guy's doing because he's living a great life. You know what I mean? I see all these other people living with the weed, but it wasn't like that. You know what I mean? It was kind of like a little rough around the edges, a little like just kind of haggard, I would say. <laughs> and so this dude, he was living like a real nice life and he, it wasn't like, you know, flashy. He didn't have, you know, tons of like fancy stuff, but he had some properties. You know what I mean? And I started to realize, man, that's, he was like, tell me like, this is the way you make money. You have to get property and build on it. You have to get something and develop it. You know what I mean? And then you gain value. And so like at a 22 years old, I'm like hearing this information, I'm taking it in. I'm not hanging like my homies that were my age, they were telling me different stuff. I'm listening to this guy's like 40 and he's like, yo, you want to live like this? This is how you do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I kind of like took that to heart and I'm like, all right, okay. So I just started working real hard doing the massage shit. I had a thriving business every summer doing that. 
and just stacking and, and figuring out the logistic game and how do we get what my homie had in San Diego over here. <laughs> you know what I mean? And we figured it out. And so basically uh, everything was going, you know, really smooth. And uh, every summer we would, we, it would be game would be on. And every winter we take a pause and just go travel, go surf, you know what I mean? Go live somewhere else, go do something different, just change it up. And so like, you know, after a while doing that, it was a beautiful life. I had great experiences. I traveled all over the world. It's like got to see some really, you know, amazing surf breaks, meet some amazing people, some beautiful women and just had a great life. But a even after that, I was like, this is cool. But what else? What is my real purpose? You know, that healer thing that I always want to figure out what's my purpose here. And uh, it kind of came to me like, this weed shit just is always on my mind. Like I want to grow. I want to figure out how I can grow more. I want to figure out more about the plant. What other strains could we grow? Just like crazy in the, in your back of your brain, like all the time trying to, trying to get it dialed in. How are we going to do it? And so I was like, all right, I'm going to come back to this time. I'm not going to work on the Outer Banks. I'm, I'm going to go to Cali. You know what I mean? And I had this girl at the time and she was living in New York, New York city. And I was like, all right, I'm going to go visit her. I'm going to chill for two weeks in New York, have a good time, and I'm going to go to Cali. I'm going to get my grow on. And while I'm in New York, I'm like, man, let me call my homie. Let's see if we can get something over here. You know what I mean? Sure enough, we had the Girl Scout cookies at the time. So this was like something that, you know, to me, the first time I heard someone call weed, yo, that's some exotic, was in New York City with the Girl Scout cookies. And so they, we got the Girl Scout cookies there and it made a big impression in about three days. I was like, oh, I need some more Girl Scout cookies. You know what I mean? At first I would tell people in New York, I got the Girl Scout cookies. I got sour diesel and I got some chem dog or some shit like that. And they'd be like, Girl Scout cookies. I, I don't like edibles. You know, I don't eat edibles, bro. I'm, I'm give me the diesel. I'm like, nah, like if you like diesel, you should try these cookies. Like this shit is tasty. You know what I mean? And this is probably like maybe like 2000 and, 10 or something like that 11 something like early days maybe in the on the east coast cookie wave but in santa cruz that's where we'd always come to california santa cruz always had the the strains man they had the fire strains so uh also a lot of surfers surfers man and that's you why we get in san diego yeah. and santa cruz were always like the surf go-to spot so we would just take like trips go visit you know friends go surf and then figure out how to you know get the logistics of getting everything back so how <laughs> how long did you end up staying in new york so basically i was trying to go to cali to, after two weeks but i ended up staying in new york for about two years <laughs> <laughs> man i'm sick of spending so much time going to the store having to make all these runs and load all this shit up yo what are you doing here hash making day i'm always at grow generation if you don't want to have to always go into the store it's super easy they deliver 60 plus stores nationwide delivery right to your doorstep and discreet growgeneration.com use the code tell them the family sent you and get hooked up so it is you know i really like new york i was like surprised at how much i was liking what was going on at, at that time it was that's like, a vast difference from the Virgin Islands, yes. Puerto Rico. Yes, complete difference. And and also I lived in Australia. I lived in all these warm places. I had like an endless summer. I just wanted an endless summer. Like that movie, it's an old surf movie. They just traveled and it was always warm, you know? 
So I tried to live my best to live that life, but it kind of got, I don't know. I wanted to get cold after a while. I wanted to go snowboard. I wanted to do something different. So, so New York was completely different at the time. <laughs> like, yeah. And like, you had to be careful with the weed. You know what I mean? The Virgin Islands and shit is pretty chill. Puerto Rico is pretty chill with the weed, but not in New York city at the time was pretty like, you know, they do the stop and frisk shit on the subway. Like they definitely just weren't cool with weed and people get locked up all the time. But you know, I was just like a tourist basically just traveling through the city. Like to me, it was like a fun land. Like I was like, wow, look at all these people and all this crazy stuff going on. And, and it was like, you know, right around the same time as like, um, like people started putting like ads on like Craigslist and shit like that. So I remember I had like an ad on Craigslist and this shit just went crazy. Like it went crazy. <laughs> it just started getting so many orders and everything like that. And eventually I messed up. You know what I mean? I fucked up. I, I gave it to the wrong person and they just tackled my ass and they just some random undercover dudes just popped me and got me. You know what I mean? Right in Washington Square Park. Where we're all fucking chilling now in 420, having the fucking <laughs> like, everyone smoking right there. Oh my a face god! Plant with two guys that tackle you. <laughs> that was tripping me out. This last year, we were, I was at y'all's yeah. event, and we were out there as Washington Square Park, and just seeing all that shit. It was just like mind blowing. I was like, damn, that's so crazy. Like they just wasted. And even at the time, they were like, we know this is some bullshit. Like they were just like telling me, like we're the weed's gonna be legal soon. Like this is some bullshit, but. You know, you got some weed, so you fucked up, kid. Like, come with us. And they, they took me down to the tombs and all that stuff. Anybody that's got arrested for weed in New York, it's just like this the protocol, you know? And uh, I stay there, and you they basically were like, look, kid, it's a get-out-of-jail-free card. Like, it was basically like, you know, you're white. Like, you're getting out of here. Like, and I kind of realized I was the only white person in all of the tombs and all of Manhattan the whole weekend. And that shit tripped me out. I was like, this is crazy you know what i mean I, maybe i wasn't as aware until that point of what was really going on in new york with they're the, out there profile with the war on drugs you yeah. know what i mean it was, it was bad everyone i'm like what do you do that's the first thing they want to know what, what do you do <laughs> like i had some weed and they're like oh you got some weed you'll be out of here in no time you know what i mean and so like i'm like what are we doing i didn't pay no money this, this is weird you know what i mean why are we doing this explain what the tombs are the tombs are like literally like below the f earth, you know, and it's like one of the oldest jails apparently. And it's like below the courthouse in like Wall Street, you know, that area. And so anybody gets arrested in New York City goes to like the central booking unit and that's the tombs. Like that's where they process like the hardened criminals, the low level shit, but it's like floors below like seven floors below the earth or some shit like that and so you're down there you're thinking about everything and i'm like damn i'm the only white boy in this whole thing like how could that be you know what i mean all weekend nobody did nothing <laughs> like, you know what i mean that, that shit just didn't sit well with me so I, the the girl i was dating at the time she was like a uh, like a civil rights advocate she worked for this place uh the brennan justice center and she uh, she wrote she helped write that shit up. You know what I mean? They they published it as an anonymous article, and that's why I kind of realized like, yo, like this the weed is the truth. This shit is a you know what the mentors had told me my whole life. Like this shit is the truth. You got to like a gift. Like you should put it out there. You know what I mean? Like tell people what you saw because it maybe maybe it could help someone change their mind. Because what I saw wasn't right. You know what I mean? That shit didn't sit well. 
And so anyway, I was like, all right, well, you're going to take me down to the tombs in New York. And that shit sucked. Uh, you know, the crazy part was like, right when they take me down there, they're like, man, unless you got like a 10 pack or something like we don't give a, we don't care about this shit. You know what I mean? Just, you'll be out of here in no time. And the whole time in the back of my head, I'm thinking, I do got a 10 pack coming right now. I'm like, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> I'm just thinking the whole shit. And sure enough, they, you know, there was, was nothing to do with me. You know what I mean? It was just like this protocol they had to do. They got me, a homeless guy, and a girl that was nine months pregnant with the old scales. You know what I'm saying? Not the digital scales. Shit you're like hanging mail with. And they took us all down there and wasted all this money and time. And it's, it was just mind blowing. You know what I mean? So the whole time I'm like, you know, wonder what is going on with this thing? I, I get out, I write this thing. I'm like, man, I have, I have some responsibility with this plant, this path that I've chosen, like to go out here and just, you know, let's finally get to Cali. Like, let's get to the, the main goal of what you're looking for. Quit nickel and diamond, wasting time in New York. It was fun. Met a lot of people, saw the delivery side of things, had a great like influence of what was going on around that time. Like, Around like maybe 2013, weed was starting to get legal, Colorado and Seattle and Washington or whatever. So I'm like, all right, cool. Let me let me kind of follow this path, which led me to the Bay, back to Santa Cruz, you know. And uh, I was always living, you know, in Santa Cruz, San Mateo, Hayward, that that area. Until a friend, uh, he was one of the guys that we were surfing with in Puerto Rico and stuff. He was like, yo, we're out in this town, Calaveras. Calaveras County. Come check it out. Like it's like lawless out here. <laughs> That's basically <laughs> what they said. It's a promised land for for weed growing. Like you could just do whatever. And we're like, "All right, let's check it out." And then we got out there. It was like some cowboy country like I've never seen in in California before, you know what I mean? And it was it was just some wild journey like I'm like, "All right, so this is where we're going to grow weed." I'm back and forth between like Harlem and, you know, this random town in uh Mountain Ranch, California. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like it was complete polar opposites like going from Puerto Rico up to New York, you know what I mean? I don't know why I'm able to kind of live that life for whatever reason. But uh I'm I'm out there in in um Calaveras County checking it out. My friends clue me in to like the whole Prop 215 everything like that and like this is kind of how it works. You got to get the medical card. And, and actually like, we know some people that, you know, their daughter's like a star in the town. Like she's basically like got off all her meds and she's on CBD and, and THC and she stopped having her seizures and all that kind of stuff. And they need somebody to grow for them. All right, let's fucking, let's do that. That's what I'm a healer. Like you sent me to this path. All right, here's the, here's the person we got to work with. Right. And so we, as that year, we were like, you know, 99 big ones, like the first time really we went, went for it. Right. We got the paperwork, got everything by the book. We we're doing 99 plants and we we're out there and like, man, we had blue dreams still to that day. Still. It changed you around the globe. North Carolina. They love that <laughs> blue dream, man. But, uh, <laughs> basically we, uh, we grew these 99 monsters in, uh, about maybe September, September 11th, I think it was, it was actually September 11th. Um, I had just left my friends that were up there were like, Hey man, there's a wildfire, like real close, you know, it's coming. And we're like, Oh shit. We started like, you know, what do we do? It's September. It's not really finished yet. And so they're like, we're just going to chop. We're just going to start chopping some shit. And cause this shit's coming. Like we got to get out of here. Everyone's evacuating. We're like, all right, fuck, just do what you got to do. You know, I'm not there to help. So 
I'm sorry, like you gotta get it safe, you know? And that night it just came and burnt down like the entire town, like the whole shit, like it came so fast. And I never, you know, I'm from used to hurricanes. I'm not used to wildfires. And that shit was like crazy how, how much damage it, it did. And it uh, burnt down a lot of farms, a lot of people's homes. And that area is like pretty rural. They didn't get the assistance really they needed a lot of times. But what happened because of that, like basically Calaveras had like a land rush because everything was burnt. It was real cheap. Like the land was like, you know, you could get an acre of land for like 20 grand. You know what I mean? So in California, that was cheap. And uh, people started coming out of the woodwork, like getting all this land. And they made a rule like, hey, if you can't prove that you've been growing before this time, like you can't grow out here. This is like some grandfathered in shit that you got to do. But if you can prove it for $5,000, we're going to give you a license. So, at, so the year after it burned down, it was 2016. I think that's, this is when this happened. And uh, they were like, hey, um, we're, we're going to not do 99 plants. We're going to do a square footage rule. And so if you can prove you're growing before this date and you got a plot and, and you guys are growing, um, you can do like a half acre was the max. And so we're like, oh, shit, really? All right. So we just happened to luck into, you know, being growing before we got burned down, having all the pictures and receipts and shit to prove it. And we were able to pay like, you know, a small fee and get a license to uh, cultivate in Calaveras County. It was mostly greenhouse at the time. So we were growing outdoor and greenhouse was starting to pop. Like everyone wanted depths. They're starting to figure out what depths were. <laughs> they were like, this isn't indoor? I'm like, nah, this is a greenhouse. Like we throw a tarp over this whole thing. And we every day at seven o'clock, we're throwing the tarp. And every day at 7 p.m., we're taking, you know, doing the whole thing. And uh, rain, shine, whatever, it had to get done, like no matter what. So that was like our, our life. Like we got into that, that grandfathered in situation. We started the, you know, LLC and made it all official, did all the paperwork, everything. And uh, we were we were like killing it with the depths. We started figuring out like OGs and if you can grow a good sun-grown OG, it's almost just as good as like an indoor look, you know? And we started to get the Skittles at the time. Like people didn't even want the Skittles. Like they just were like, that's trash. Like it smells like fruit. And I'm like, nah, like this is some real good weed. Like you, you got to try this, just taste it. And some people were getting, get onto it. And we had like the uh, mostly just OGs. I was like OG era, like just growing sun, you know, sun grown depths of OG, some sour, maybe some chem in there. And then we started to experiment with the, with the like exotics, what we call now, like some gelatos and some fucking um, Skittles. And so like, that was like the eye opening experience for me to be like, all right, I've been tinkering with these, the weed shit, but now it's like, it's a, it's a business. Like now we, we got a license. We're able to really like put some money behind this. We're able to, I had like an investor that was an NFL player and uh, you know, he, he believed in me and he, he gave me the ability to put this shit together. So I had my, my homies come, come help. And some of these boys were from, from Texas too. And they were fucking hardworking kids, man. And shout out to the team, bro. These guys killed it. And they were like, man, this is, Calaveras gets hot out there. It's hot. But these boys are from Texas. So they're like, shit ain't too bad, boss. Like, let's keep working. I'm like, damn, it's two o'clock. It's getting a little too hot. Let's, let's end it. And they're like, nah, it's not too bad. And so like I kind of. It's not a hundred yet. Yeah. They're like, it's only like 40% <laughs> humidity. Then I choose some. 
some cowboys out there. Yeah, bro. So we, we kind of got into, you know, the, the whole depth game and we were able to do really good for a couple of years. And then Calaveras decided, hey, look, man, let's just ban cannabis. Fuck all these growers. How crazy. And let's just say fuck you to all the growers and anyone that's paid tax, which was like over $20 million at the time from the, these growers. And uh, they're basically just saying like, you know, we don't care. We're going to start over. And they kicked everyone out. And they, we had to stop in like 2018. But right as we're stopping, we actually filmed a, a movie out there on the farm. You can check it out on uh, Amazon. Uh, basically, it's like Uriah Faber, one of the legends in MMA. I've seen this. He produced it. Yeah, it's called yeah. Green Rush. Yes. And this show was filmed entirely on our farm uh, with Andre Feely, like a legendary guy in the MMA world. Um, some great, great actors in it. And it's, it was quite a funny thing to see, like, you know what I mean? How to film like movie and um, just being on the farm with all these MMA guys. I never felt so safe. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, nobody's going to fuck with us. Nobody's just like around harvest time. You're always like back then, even you're a little weary of who's coming around. But I got like 10 MMA guys that are just like killing it. You know what I'm saying? They're, what are you going to do? Are you going to rob this place? Like. And so the, the whole movie is about a robbery on a farm and it was a true story, but they kind of like Hollywoodized it from a friend of mine that lived out there in Calaveras. How'd that come about the movie green rush with you guys involved in all that? The, the kid that the real story happened to, he was the homie. And like when the real story happened, like he basically came to me and he was like, dude, you got to help me. Like this is some crazy shit happened. And I was like, man, what happened? Like this, what are you talking about? He looked pale. And apparently, like, some guys were, like, waiting out of his house. You know, this happens all the time in the, in the game. Like, crazy shit happens. You know what I mean? This guy's a nice guy, but he probably had the wrong person come to his house, knew where he was at, and these guys were just waiting there. And he's, he's just looking at him like, why are these guys all out here for, like, a whole day? He's like, hey, man, what's, what's good? And they just pulled a gun out, and they just tried to bring him in his house. But he's an MMA fighter. And, and this guy was, you know, got the cauliflower ear, everything. He just, as soon as he walked in the house, he did a little move, got the gun, and he had to shoot and keep him away, you know? And uh, the guys ran off, but he, like, he hit one of them, you know what I mean? And, and the cops came and everything, and he, he, he was good because he was protecting his house, and it wasn't his gun. Like, he was just protecting himself. So they kind of, like, made this little movie script based off of that situation. But, you know, they had to, like, Hollywoodize a little bit. So <laughs> the whole thing was filmed like in Calaveras, like right before the band and all that. And it was cool to just kind of like capture that moment in time. It's, it's on there. And, uh, you know, just to see how movies are made too. It was, it was interesting. If you're not happy with your current nutrient company or you're not happy with how your products or flour is coming out, try Drip Hydro. All you gotta do is go to fsotd.com, get the discount code, and driphydro.com or grow generation stores nationwide, online or in store, we get you hooked up. You gotta try Drip Hydro. Everybody's switching to Drip, and whether you wanna come in store or you need a drop straight to your facility, Grow Generation can help you out there. Tell them the First Smoke family sent you and get on Drip Hydro now. Is that how he got all the MMA fighters involved? That he was already involved in MMA? So he's like, he was hey, like a Ryan. producer. I want, wow. Yeah. So, oh yeah. The guy that had the, the thing happen to him in real life, he was friends with Uriah. Like he already knew Uriah and stuff from um, like his like team alpha guys and stuff like that. So like they were, you know, real like MMA guys are in, they're out of that Calaveras area. 
like I think like TJ Dillashaw is from that area too. So like, there's definitely a lot of like gnarly cowboy country out there. You don't want to mess around. <laughs> you know what I mean? You want to have a lot of respect when you walk around uh, those towns out there. So like when when all that stuff was going on, like everybody was killing it. Like a lot of the um, brands that you see today, they they were out there in the early days. Like I know like uh, Chris from Zotics is was out there. Like I know the Craft Farmer was out there. Um, the uh, straight organics, like a bunch of brands were really starting to like hone their skills on growing at scale in Calaveras County in that time. You know what I mean? Cause it was the easiest access point. It was the first County actually to, uh, even before Humboldt just to make that policy where it was more plants, more, more than 99 plants you could do square footage. So that was like a, a eye-opening experience. That was where I got to like, kind of like cut my teeth at, at growing, you know what I mean? To really like see if what we could do. And that was like uh, about half acre of greenhouses. Um, for two years, we, we ran it with like a crew of like three people. Wow. Yeah. And we okay. built all our own greenhouses. Um, we built everything, you know, we had early stage, like using dosatrons and, and using like salts, you know what I mean? People were like, Oh, you can't use these, this three part. Like this is going to be ridiculous in a, in a five gallon pot outside is in a 10 gallon pot. It's just not going to work. And we were like, all right, man, we'll just, my homie that was cluing us in on this, this, this guy, he has a, a company called Ambrosia crops. So Ambrosia crops is a salt, you know, it's the best salt in the game, I say. And it's, it's basically what, what I've always used. We kind of honed the formula on that farm. And so he was like already working in uh, Colorado for this giant farm that was like 36 acres. And he was already, um, dialed into like irrigation strategies and, and learning shit from uh, his buddy, John Slab Lab, who's like a legend in the game. Like John Slab Lab has the irrigation tech down and he taught a lot of players in the game is he's responsible for. He was linked I mean? up with wizard trees for a long time. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So like this guy, he, he's, you know, teaching my boy Ambrosia. Um, you know, his, his strategy on a 36 acre scaled farm of outdoor and greenhouse 36 acres. Yeah. Yeah. This was like, uh, you know, the biggest farm in the country at the time. I don't know. I think glass house or someone probably beat him at this point, but it's pretty, it was pretty big, you know what I mean? <laughs> and so these guys are, are from the same area in North Carolina. So they basically came out there, they started this farm, they did really well and they sold it just in time. They sold it to cure leaf. You know what I'm saying? But Ambrosia formed out of that. And Ambrosia uh, is something that like, we started using that, that same like indoor strategy in the greenhouses. All right, let's, let's irrigate for, you know, after the sun comes up, let's wait like an hour or two and then let's hit it for about two hours. And we'll, we'll basically just like slow drip that, that system every 15 minutes. And let's see what happens. You know what I mean? And everyone's like, dude, they're going to dry out. Like your shit's going to be terrible. It's going to hurt them and it's going to stress them out. And then we realized, you know what? The sun is kind of stressing them out. Let's put a shade cloth over it and block some of the sun. And they're like, nah, like that's crazy, man. You want to get the sun? Like, we're like, nah, nah. I think the OGs, like it likes a little less light. <laughs> you know what I mean? It likes a little cooler in here. And uh, all of a sudden, like we started to see like, damn, this you can turn some really good quality in a greenhouse as you see with like preferred and uh, some of these other guys that, you know, um, the exotics flavors guys, like there's some really good shit out there that's grown from the sun and people, people don't, might not even know that it's, they're not smoking indoors. 
some really good depths, you know what I mean? And so I kind of like got clued into that whole game and seeing the, the business side of things and was like, all right, man, the, the debt market in, in this area, uh, this area of California was just really nice because, uh, the, the climates out there, the microclimates, there's so many little microclimates. The water was fresh. It was like, um, you know, some of the cleanest, like well water, you know, we test our well water and all that. It was the cleanest well water sample I've ever seen. It was just like, you know, pristine water out there. And, uh, you know, it was just a beautiful time to like hone your crafts, meet all these people, be able to talk about what you're doing, try new strains and like kind of see what, what was really out there as well. Like besides what you were growing, like, hey, what do you guys got? Like, you know, what I mean, and I, and I remember Blackley from back in that that era because the Prop 215 thing, you would see it in in the stores and everything like that. So, I mean, I always knew. What was what was good? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and uh, yeah, we would all meet up at the events and shit. Yeah, everybody. That's where everybody was like, you know, opportunities to go direct to consumer. And that's yeah, how it like, should. Guys be. like Shade Organics would do a hundred grand in one day. <laughs> oh, it was <laughs> mind blowing. Like, yeah, we'd be like, holy fuck. We'd be happy yeah. about the the quarter of that that you you're like yeah. hell yeah and then he's like yeah it just showed you makes too. sense though he's out you know they're all out there banging hard depth style mm-hmm. a lot of product a lot of rosin or you know mm-hmm. what was it at the time at the time it was ice wax and yeah. then rosin was starting but it was shattering ice shit. wax yeah. yeah shatters yeah a lot of fucking live resin yeah. Yeah. Shit, yeah we were we were doing some of that too we were like uh it was a uh, shaman extracts, man. Shout yeah, out to shaman. Shout out shaman. Yeah, yeah, He's still in the game because his shit was always the best. You know what I mean? And kills the edibles. Yeah, and so like um, we would freeze like a whole freezer and just put it in the back of the truck and take it to someone like shaman, and we'd you know turn some live resin or at the time that was what we were doing. Yeah. Heavy. And like we'd do the vapes. Like we started. To, um, I was I was teamed up with these girls actually from Florida, and they we had a brand called uh, Bayflower. And so I was out of the San Francisco and it was like uh, women run, you know, business. And uh, they were on some piratey shit from Florida and I was on my piratey shit as, you know, pre-surfs up, always a pirate still. And uh, they basically were like, yo, we're going to start branding your, your flower in these jars. And that was the first time I, I like even thought of like putting a name to it. You know what I mean? I was just had turkey bags. <laughs> and what I was you think when they said that, were you like, uh, I was like, that's cool for you. Like, you know what <laughs> I mean? Like you guys do that part. Like I'll just keep growing like anonymously and you guys, you know, you come by it and you put a name to it. That's cool. And I was, I was like, you know, we were talking about the same designs and they were like involved me and everything. But at the time I wasn't even trying to put like my name to it. You know what I mean? I was still like, Maybe it's not the right time. It's still early, you know? Because growing up on the East Coast and growing up in the era we grew up in, you're still like, you got a lot of shame and like paranoia and all this like brainwashing conditioning like still in there in the psyche. So I'm, I'm just been, you know, breaking that throughout the years. Like just trying to trying to let all that stuff go. But, uh, but no, nah, it's just, you know, it's, it's one of those deals where it's just one of those the healing plant that, w- that we were meant to do, you know what I mean? So it led us to certain places in life where it was just meant to be for whatever reason we ended up there. <laughs> you know? It connects amazing people too. Yeah. It really does. Some of the coolest relationships I've seen or businesses built were off of meeting about weed or through weed. Bro, know? it's a beautiful community. I, I got to say like, you would think like some crazy shit would go on, you know, at some of these events and some of these things and it's all love, you know what I mean? 
for the most part, it's all love. Like, you know what I mean? I've, I've basically just been blessed to like kind of have that respect from growing up surfing. Like you don't want to show up and come to someone's break and try to take over. Like that's not, that's not respected. <laughs> so whenever I come to someone's break, you know, throughout the years with the weed shit too, it's just like, you know, they come with the humbleness and with the respect and, you know, it all comes back to this plant is the truth. So just be who you are. Some peace offering, some good herb. Yeah. Give them, hook them up. You know what I'm saying? Like hook them up. A way and, to connect and, and be looked at as like non-threat. Like, oh, you bring some value. You bring some. Same as surfing. Worth. Surfing, like you want people out there that got your back. You you want someone that if shit hits the fan, like on a big day or something, you want someone that's really capable. You know what I mean? So you have a lot of mutual respect. But if you break that line, you cross that line, you know, you, in surfing, you get pounded. Like, you know what I mean? And and the weed shit is sometimes that might happen too, but it's, it's we're in a different era now. You know what I mean? And so it's like everybody just needs to kind of like realize though we're blessed to deal with this plant. We're not, it's not like a cool contest. It's like, yo, who has some good shit at a good rate for the community to enjoy? You know what I mean? That does, that's basically the foundation of all this. So, you know, with the, when I started to be like comfortable with learning how to, the Bayflower shit, putting a brand to it, I started to realize like nothing's, you know, it's not like a bad thing. It's a good thing. Like, people will start to recognize our farm's flower and, and ask for it and, and respect it, you know? And so like, um, I started thinking at that time that was around like maybe 2018. I was like, okay, one day when the time's right, I'll, I'll make my brand. You know what I mean? And over the years, like the surfing shit has been such a big part of my life, like learning lessons from the ocean, the ocean you're out there by yourself bro like you, you whenever you're alone you'll figure some shit out about yourself you know what i mean it's good to be alone sometimes for a minute you know what i mean and then the ocean you're disconnected from land and so you're just like out in the world in a, in a different world where you're not the you're not the top of the food chain either and you start to realize how small you really are and then you start to realize like oh man like if i start thinking of all the bad shit that could happen i'm not gonna have no fun out here surfing so you learn how to kind of control the mind a little bit and you're like, all right, so if I'm going to have fun out here, I got to forget about everything else and just be in the moment. And that's really what the surfing lessons had taught me. You know what I mean? So I'm like, when I'm going to have my brand, I'm definitely going to incorporate surfing somehow, you know? And, uh, but at the time I was still too scared to, to put anything out. I was just a ghost producer, like everybody else, just turkey bagged up. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know, man, it just, Throughout the next couple of years, like we just kind of, um, well, when that ban happened, this is the next part of that chapter where we had to go somewhere. We got all this infrastructure. We got to even have a team. Like, where are we going to go? So luckily, um, we were able to get a property in Santa Cruz, you know? And so Santa Cruz was always like, I'm trying to get back there. And that Santa Cruz journey was a long time coming because we, that's where it all kind of started, uh, when I was like, you know, a young man surfing, getting the packs, everything was happening right there in Santa Cruz. So we found this dope property. It was zoned correctly. We we're like, yeah, we're going to do some greenhouses out here. And we tried to go through the whole paperwork after we just had to completely like shut down everything in Calaveras. We had to start over new county, new paperwork. They don't give a fuck about your old shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, even though we did have the state license, you know what I mean? And so like, uh, we're over there at this, at this beautiful property 
and we're trying to do greenhouses and the county's not really having it. They're just like, yo, your road needs to be like 20 feet wide. And this road is on the cliff. Like there's no way it's going to get that wide. So it wasn't going to happen. There's a couple other things like just ridiculous shit. They make you do. Yeah. Like who needs to come up the road on the, uh, it had a, a loop that you could take another road out, but we didn't have deeded rights to take that way out, even though it had been in the oh, community forever. Just little shit like that. It made me just kind of like getting the band and having all that stuff. I'm just like, man, I just like, just want to grow this plant. I don't care about all this paperwork. This shit is, doesn't make sense. The legal side is, is, is just not working right now. It's like, I had all these people talking to me at the time, like, Yo, you know, we want to invest like $20 million and do all this stuff. And I was just thinking, how is this? How am I ever going to like, I'm, I'm going to get stuck with the bill and I can't pay you back. I'm, it's on me. You know what I mean? I don't want to be responsible for this shit. This weed shit's, I don't know what's going to happen. It's, it's crazy out here, you know? And so I started to realize people like were coming in around 2018 and really trying to throw some money around this, the weed game. I'm like, man, this is, this is wild. I'm like, I don't think I want, this is not like what, how I want to do it. You know what I mean? They're like, want to pay you like a salary that's not good and expect you to grow the best shit for, and they'll make all the money. It's like a bad record deal. It's like, you're locked into like the horrible 360 deal and you just work so hard. And like, so I just, I saw that as, you know, that's not what I want to do. And, you know, around that time I had a kid, you know what I mean? So I'm like, man, I just rather just spend my time with my kid right now let me let me figure out a different way and that's when i was like you know what we gotta take it back to the trap <laughs> and basically we were just like uh let's let's just kind of you know do some inside you know work and stuff like that and that was like a real learning experience too just like popping seeds finding phenos growing with leds like learning new styles new irrigation shit updated techniques and stuff and just going oh shit like this indoor thing is pretty fun. You know what I mean? I, I do get to spend a little more time with my daughter. This, this is pretty nice. Like, um, and then the pandemic hit, you know, and then all of a sudden the pandemic's up. We're just been grinding, learning, you know, greenhouse and outdoor. And now we're on indoor and we're learning like the, the latest techniques. This shit's turning out real fire. You know, we get the runs cut and we get those cuts, you know, back in the early days, everyone's like, fiending out for that at that time and the pandemic hits and everything goes crazy you know what i'm saying the whole market shifts like the whole world shifts good time like, to be doing indoor crazy time to be doing indoor you know what i mean like you know what i mean and um it was one of those deals where i was just like all right like this is not a good time to really do anything let me just you know keep rolling let me hang out with my daughter and and see her grow up and that was that's been the best part you know in the pandemic when everyone's all crazy i just i look at her and she's like well, what are we doing today dad <laughs> like this doesn't matter <laughs> like you know what i mean it was a good reminder you know the plants always help you know and uh at the same time we were just like kind of ready to move you know ready to go somewhere else and so we're kind of like all right let's find a cultivation you know what i mean let's find another cultivation that we can pop off and um and really like make a you know put the stuff we've been pheno hunting and stuff into into a production place and so we found a spot in, in santa cruz and uh basically just been running that since about like 2021 and um like late 2020 and man basically we have a killer team like people that you just really are from this culture you know what i mean people that really like 
grinded it out in the garages and the warehouses and all that thing, all that stuff. And now they have like a good, a good life. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, we're able to like see they're able to surf. They're still able to like go to their local beach and surf. And that's like a big part of the, the whole vibe of surfs up. <laughs> you know what I mean? People really surf the team surfs, you know what I'm saying? Like they'll, they'll go follow a hurricane and track it down and do that whole thing. <laughs> and so, so you still to this day have kept the surfing thing up. Yeah. Honestly, I don't surf as much cause I'm just working all the time, Yeah, but the team surfs for sure. That's you know awesome. what I'm saying? And favor board. Oh man, this Bonzer's right here, this Bonzer's bag right here. Mm -hmm. That's a real style of surfboard, right? It's a lot of times it's like a, a 70s style, you know, old school, but it's real smooth. So if you have like a big, long wall of water to ride, like riding something like that, it's like driving like a Cadillac or something, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like a whole different vibe than like the newer, the newer boards. And then talk about, let's talk about some of these strains that you have out. Cause you literally have a lineup of like what, eight to 10 strains. Yeah. A lot of, you know, stuff comes and goes different. We do a lot of small batches, you know what I mean? So right now, basically we have uh that's the permanent waves. Like, um, shout out to Blackley for shouting me out with, with that one one we time. We got but blessed with it by CGO. I was smoking it and I was like, dude, I got to post this. Russ, shout out to CGO, man. That shit's fire. It yeah. It's amazing. That's all these hash holes right here. CGO is rolled. We call them barrel rolls. Surfs up barrel rolls. There's like uh, Man, <laughs> yeah. two grams of flour. Man, I really like that you're holding down the surf culture with weed yeah. because anybody could agree some of their some of the best weed that they were able to get in the early days was all from surfer homies. For sure, bro. Especially like, on the you're like- You're saying Melbourne Beach. Like I would go to my one homie in Satellite Beach and he always would have- There are just- that was the underworld of being connected to where it was on the hush, but they were surfers have always been growing for sure. They always got always the pack, man. Fresh weed. <laughs> mm -hmm. I always say, uh, you know, this shit smells really good. When the pack lands, surfs up because, like, that was what we would always. <laughs> that's how we would always say, it. <laughs> "We're out, boys." <laughs> we made it. Yo, yeah. the surfs I, up. I would always just talk to the homies, like you know. How you know how big the waves are and like yeah. how many seconds is the period and we would you Yo, know how the waves looking man surfs up man the waves are up today oh, man I used to have a buddy who would have the where you could pull up and watch the actual break live oh yeah he used to do that sit there all, all day the time and be like look though look because you can see it's cutting to the like yeah he would have analyzations <laughs> of how it's changing and where it's going and oh the wind you always got to check the wind and. And the tide, you're just checking the wind and tide all day. Just like, you know, that's why they're smoking weed though. They're like, oh, we got to wait for the tide. What's, what's one of your favorite spots that you've ever surfed at? Man, you know what? A Florida spot that I, that I really like is, uh, well, two spots, but uh, New Smyrna Beach is one of the funnest spots. It's like a little skate park of waves, but you just got to watch out because there's a million sharks. That's yeah, the only yeah. thing. There's a the shit ton. There, right? a lot of little spinner sharks and they might bite your leg and you're not going to die, but you're going to get fucked up for a bit. Get some stitches. So new Smyrna, but I don't really like the sharks as much. So Sebastian and inlet is a very famous spot out there. down there. Yeah, gorgeous. man. Oh, it's gorgeous. It's like, it's crazy down there too. South Florida is really clear, but it doesn't get the waves as much. No waves. Yeah. But really on the right day, the best spot in the whole East coast, probably one of the best spots is South beach. 
on the right day. They yeah. get the, they get hurricanes. I'm gonna take you. You guys spend a lot of time down there, so I'm gonna when the waves are really good. I'm gonna tell you and be like, yo. Check surf's South up. Beach. Surf's up, bro. I'm going to say, pack. Down there, bro. I'm surf's ready to up. see Let Pac paddling out. Hey, you know, I'll get out there. I know you will. That's what I'm saying. I actually, I actually lived in New Smyrna Beach for like a year or two. My dad moved up there and shit. You know about Sam Sula? Yeah, of course. <laughs> Sam Sula, man. Are I like boys me. out there growing and shit or what? <laughs> I don't know. I don't yeah, know anything yeah. about it. <laughs> they got to be. <laughs> I don't know anything about uh, it, but I do know some good boys from Daytona Beach. Yeah. Yep. And you know what I mean? Sam Sula's like the country. Bro, it's real country out there. Ranch. Yeah, you got to be like, careful. New Smyrna is a surf town, but it's really small, actually. It's really know. small. But you go inland, you got the land, you got Sam Sula, you have, you know. What's the other side Delta of New Smyrna? It's like Ponce, Ponce Inlet? Oh, uh, yeah, Ponce Inlet. Inlet. And, and then, then goes the, to Port Orange. Port Orange. Beach. Yeah. No, that's so much about it. <laughs> that's a good zone, bro. That's I know. My homie that surfs, he's going to be watching this. He's definitely going to hit me and shit and be like, yo, I fuck with surfs up, man. That shit was dope. You know, Johnny? for real, like I grew up surfing nah, and traveling. Uh, okay. but my, uh, one of my homies from New Smyrna. But he's still, killing it with the bags. It down there. Yeah, I'm loving it. That's man. the shit we brought out in, in 420. We don't even have it going anymore, but I just, you know, got one for you. <laughs> I love it, bro. It's sick. But yeah, that's that was a collab we did. Damn, and like, the hell is it? we're out there in New York. Blue Bear? It's basically, uh, what do you think it is? It's like some. It kind of like it has a blueberry, huh? Yeah, like some blueberry cruffin or some shit. <laughs> it's animal men's times runs. Oh, really? Yeah. Exotic. You're not running this no more. Nah, we we have that one, but it's just in a different. It's in a different oh, bag. Wow. Bro, yeah, this is nice. Crazy, right? People so, would assume this is sprayed. So, I, but no, that we don't never spray our Ooh, shit just straight right. up. But the thing is with uh that is that is actually a cut from uh limited trees. The the homie. Bust this open oh, and smell it more. Bust bust a nug open though. Wait till you smell this. Dude, it smells fucking sprayed. This like is beautiful. We definitely didn't spray. I put my hand on the Bible. No, we know that. This is, bro, we're just saying because <laughs> it smells fire. so good. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you grow it right, I swear. If you, oh, you don't, yeah. Shout out to 325 Farms and my man Froze. That's my guys right there. That's what I'm saying. Like, we, we're basically, we just tap in with the people that are tapped in. You know what I mean? Like, the right players in the game. We'll do a Did collab. you guys grow this or? Basically, that's what I grew. Yeah, you grew this. Yo, shout out Limited Trees for the breeding too. Yo, Limited They've Trees, been real cool. They're on us. fire, and they they actually bred that and gave me that uh, cut. It you had grew, a bunch of different cuts. Batch. I grew that batch. Dude, this smells great, man. It really does. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, they uh, dude. It smells so crazy that I feel like. No, oh, I swear to God, man. I, I ain't trying to play no games. Any yeah. anybody that knows me will tell you. Damn, that shit's crazy. That's nice, man. That's like we got blessed by CGO the first time, and I was so impressed with the permanent waves yeah. candy that I had to post it. I was telling him, I was like, man, this shit is smoking, bro. What? So what inspired this bag? Yo, we do this. So we have another brand called High Class, right? And this perfume right here, this perfume right here is the cocoa, we call it. It's basically just a play on like Chanel and mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. And that's a uh, it's a pink search like that one actually we list what it is on the bag, and um, the strain that's in there is actually in a different bag now. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But uh, that's the pink search that we pop from seed from like compound, and uh, that's a cut. This we call the surfs up cut, and that sh that shit is like it's a little different. It's not like your normal candy, but it's like got a tropical tropicalness with some menthol 
I like how he says I like that. Great gas times the menthol. Yeah, surf's up cut. We're surf's up <laughs> cut on that one. Yeah. It smells really good. Yeah, and then we did a skate contest recently. So I got the skateboard bag for the uh, skate contest we did in uh, San Francisco at Soma Skate Park uh, with my man Zach Woods and, and my man Richie. And so these guys are, are basically like, you know, the judges slash, you know, host. And so we had some real like, you know, real pro skaters from San Francisco, local boys come out like Champelli, Fidel, a bunch of people, Bosky, these guys, they all donated boards and like probably like 20 skateboards out there. Yes. You know what I mean? And we just were like passing out, you know, if you did a sick trick, we're like, here, come grab a bag. And uh, I think Zach was had donated a, a Gucci watch, a fresh Gucci watch, uh, untapped. And I, I we basically gave him like 500 bucks for the winter. And it was just a, such a good vibe in San Francisco because that's where a lot of these brands started. That's where for me, like coming to San Francisco, Santa Cruz, San Jose, Oakland, I was learning. That's where I was learning. So like to come back to that and be like, yo, it's a little fucked up out, out here right now, but we need to spread the good vibes still throughout the, the crazy times. Agreed. Because shit's not right out there. It smells great too. Turbocharger. That's the new shit with high class. So I think, you know, you know, my man, high class. I think you met him. He, he's uh, always at the gym. <laughs> so basically, uh, that's a drop we just, we just did. And that one is, um, that one's actually sourced right there. That's actually sourced from the homie OG Collective, one of the best growers in the game. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Homie Sam, right? Yeah. That's my dog. Shout out to Sam. Shout out to Sam, man. So we don't we don't play no games. Like if it ain't me, I'll tell you. You know what I mean? Got that candy. Sam got the candy. That's his shit. That's his shit right there. Shout out to the OG Collective, man. Yeah. I love this shit. It's a great batch, bro. Yep. And so basically he he's like uh one of the few people we source from. We like to fuck with uh Bosky is is one of the guys we're working with right now. He's he's fire uh grower and uh fire, right? Bro, beautiful, bro. Collective. And we we I'm liking all these this flavors. One, this, one right here, this is actually sourced through Maven. So Maven is a fire. Yeah, we got them coming through. Maven's Shout fire. Shane. Fire, bro. He's a surfer. We got the homies coming. Yeah. I showed him that at the Trans Bay at the Trans Bay Challenge. Uh, we talked about it. He's like, Damn, I always throw the shaka, bro. He picks good, bro. He his this whole lineup. Funky. This is like the second or it's third a, time. It's a cherry, uh, cherry white cherry gelato. I'm fucking with everything I've smelled, bro. Thank you, man. A like, lot. and I swear, none of this shit is. is I don't fuck with nothing. I'm we can straight tell. from the source. No, no, I feel you. And uh, the uh, that one is I stand unbelievable. On blueberry <laughs> yeah. smell. No, that's the, the it's crazy from the limited trees guys. They they have a crazy cut. great breeder used to be behind a couple other this brands. Great. Shout out to Maven too, man. We got an episode drop on Maven. Shout out to the Shane and the whole gang over there. Yeah, we just try to like, you know. He's definitely a surfer, homie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sure. you fuck with. It's cool because yeah. your team surfers. And I can tell you're fucking with a lot of the surfers on a lot of these. Man, I'm trying to fuck with uh, Hit Boy, man. What's up with Hit Boy? He's got the Surfer Drown albums and shit. Oh, okay. And so we're big on hip hop. Surf's yeah. Up is like a mixture of surfing, but also like, you know, being out here and just, you know, different cities where we're at. It's a lot of, it's a different type of culture. It's a different type of wave. Everyone's surfing, you know what I mean? So it's, it kind of like goes hand in hand with, with anybody's vibe. It's some exotic destination. You know what I mean? That's kind of the way we like to look like at it. That. So it'll take you on a little journey for your little. Talk about this vitamin Z. 
You got to get your vitamins. Skittles times dosey dough. Smells Blue great. One one two. Man, that's that's Fire. that's some wild shit. You know what I'm saying? So there's a lot of moonbow cuts. There's a lot of different cuts. To me, that one smells like more skittlesy. Yeah, and this just smells citrus. like a like a like a Z cross with like uh, some high C or something type of like orangeade. Like yeah, yeah, all both, huh? That was the first one that caught my eye. I was like, what? It has a very orangish. Or orange terps. So this is great though. This is like a like a sunkiss style Sunny D right here. Yeah, that's some Sunny D for sure. Some sunny D Z right here. Yep. I can smell the Z two in it though. Yeah, the dosi is not really. I mean, it's maybe the structure, but um, damn, some of the cuts. Some of the cuts. All are these like, are bringing me back. Oh, yeah, nice. when I feel like you would see a lot more flavors. That's what I. That's why I try to build the foundation on. Like yeah. the the permanent is like just gelato, biscotti, and sherb. Like that's yeah. basically the combo. Yeah, and so that's you know I love that combo. Like yeah, biscotti is yeah. my shit. Like oh, a lot of people are preferential to biscotti. A lot of people I don't like biscotti, too. bro. But. Um, and gelato as well. I found myself loving gelato, like a good batch of gelato. Right. Purple, potent, funky gas. Like, I'm all about it. I'm on, like, <laughs> I when the purple gas hit, like, dosido, do like the NorCal cut and all that shit, um, my one homie from up north which was dropping dolato, dosido do and gelato. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was like, he knows I would bring back bags of uh dolato and skittles straight z smoke and whether it was like depth skittles or indoor i didn't even care because i was like this is it this is real real smoke right here i mean um, that's the thing is real kind of stories we don't care about if, the, if it's purple or nah it's about the we're taste just like, the what's flavor? the terps what's the how's it smoking? i mean if it's clean if it's hitting smooth it's yeah you know how's it really smoking? Want to choke me up or grab my throat or none of that i want to be able to deep inhale it hold it let it go and then taste full flavor throughout the entire joint to me that's if you, if you can do that you're winning yeah you know what i'm saying yeah if you can do that you're winning and across different like oh this is some gas this is some purple yes this is some candy like a different across different you know nuances of um you know profiles 100 percent, killing it if you got that and i and i see that in this lineup bro. yeah i do too bro we're just trying to like you know we we got to fill the orders like people want candy you know what i'm saying For i'm sure. all about the candy i like the candy too yeah but i also try to introduce you're some keeping new flavors some, you're keeping some vibes alive though yeah so i like that some new flavors that are mixed in that they're similar but different you know no some of this smoke is i haven't smelled like that vitamin z that's phenomenal. Some Thank you. Right? I mean, right? I, I like the first orange, time I got man. the permanent you know, waves. Yeah. We get a lot of permanent marker. Yeah. You and I. And yeah. I was like, oh, okay. I, I hit CGO. I was like, man, this shit is smoking, bro. Oh, yeah. He was yeah, like, he yo, that's my boy. Da, 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 da. And it's it's nice to see the variation. It's not six yeah. different candies. It's yeah. literally six different, completely different flavor profile strains for every connoisseur. Bro, that that shit in the skateboard bag, that one right there is a candy pave, and that shit is different. Like it's a take like a whiff of that, yeah, too, bro. Like, cause this shit was uh, my man it with the bag. My man Zero Gravity, he found this one. He's out of Oakland, okay, yeah, and so he's he's hunting phenos and shit too, and. He gave us this one, and it's a candy pave. It's like an OG menthol. It's, it's Cushman's wedding cake and pave. 
Did you ever link up with Sean Cron? Man, I never have, but he is a surfer, and yeah. you know what I'm saying. We and probably on close to slightly stupid. Oh SD. yeah, yeah. I just wondered. I'm Man. like, you guys. Would, he knows. After uh, this, you got to come to the family reunion in oh. January. And you yeah. know, you guys link up for sure. Thank you. Yeah, that's yeah. the like breeding grounds of what we're building here as a community. Yeah, keep keep the culture alive, keep the vibes alive, and then keep putting you know people from different areas and that that we know would do well together. Give them a place to meet and conversate and for put sure. a face with a name, shake hands, and then build a relationship from there. That's what it's all about. Man, I always like thought like, oh man, it'd be so. It would be so awesome if we could just like get together and kind of like tell our tales because this shit is like trap therapy. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> modern day, really modern day prohibition yeah. for our era of yeah weed culture. It really is, man. And so, like, I feel like it was. We were just like thinking this idea, me and me and the homie. And then I was like, let me see if anyone has like a good, you know, podcast like this. And you guys were just like started out, you know. And that shit was, has blown up. You know what I mean? So I love to see any business that like kind of just starts from nothing and builds something unique and does it for themselves. So much respect to y'all guys. Much you know love I mean? to you, bro, for uh, staying true to your identity. Yeah. Living out your brand. Yeah. Empowering people around you and just being willing to invest in yourself and getting your story out there. Because I yeah. guarantee you now that people know what Surf Up's all about. This has got to go on the shelves next. This has got to go everywhere next. You got to take the this plan. shit global, bro. Yeah, that's the plan. I mean, my our, our, our one of our partners is doing a growth story just in Costa Rica. I mean, just all over the world. Shout out Organic off. Roots. Yo, yeah, that's yep. it, man. Like, I, I started out, I've been in the grow room for like, so I was on my endless summer for about seven years. Then I was in the grow room for, or on the hill for about seven years, you know? And so it's that tough, was like, it's a tough that's, I mean, that's bro. how it is, bro. I couldn't have been on the hill for that long or in the room that long without the previous life of right. doing all that other stuff you're surfing. going from straight freedom to you're locked being in locked in <laughs> you're, yeah walking a you're in trim jail for a long time you, you know, know I mean? you know how we knew he was a caring person and it transfers to the plant surfs up brought m massive plates of home cooked food oh man behind yeah. the scenes this for us one of a kind, man. we really agree like, <laughs> from the southeast man you know? yeah yeah, yeah. The, the south's different man like Bro, shout out to snapper. texas man it's it's a beautiful vibe down here man like for real. And, and so like we we just really love like the whole energy out here mm -hmm. you know south mean? genuine yeah you know southern comfort exactly and, man and keep doing what you're doing bro because all these different nuances and flavors and the way you're doing these bags. This is Thank so fun just to see this. I just like having fun with it. Yeah, bro. Like this is, <laughs> That's I, all I haven't is. seen anything like this, bro. That's you're, what I'm you're, saying. You're man. in a dope lane and everyone can relate to the surfer homies always having gray weed, bro. Yeah. Always. And that they do. You know, man. Surfers you worldwide. We'll see. Surfers worldwide. Um, yeah. I don't think they get enough credit for always keeping the weed alive. Just, just, always knowing you know either how to source it or how to you know come up with it themselves and and then bless the people that even weren't in the surf world you know they didn't yeah. just keep it to themselves and shit and it's always been cool to know um some cool surfers homies that'll get you hooked up man I, I, those are my beginning days for sure yeah i literally come from those areas where you're talking about yeah it's just crazy to sit here and reminisce and know that um we were living that life parallel bro you you I haven't seen a lot of people do this play and do these different things. And then I actually open up the bags and I'm, 
I'm vibing to all these different flavors. Yeah, try know. to match the flavor with the bag, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, way. I mean, it's, it says a lot and it shows a lot about your character and what you're going to continue to do. I think you got a bright future, bro. And I think you got a hell of a brand here. Thank you, brother. Nah, this is, this is something I've, it's like I've been telling you, like it's taken so long to get to this point, like wildfires and county bands and all this shit. If you really are about that life, like you're not going to quit. Like this is just what you got to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Absolutely. And so for me, it's been that way. Like I started out with, you know, a couple plants in Puerto Rico and that kind of thing. And then it turns into something where it's like, you know, provided me with a beautiful existence you know what i mean so i just kind of always try to keep it like that and and just appreciate like have fun with it not take it too serious like this shit is just a blessing like to even have good weed in your town you're blessed like these kids act like it's a fucking right now you know they, it's a rite of passage they have yeah. to have it and you're like chill out bro like you don't understand what really went in to all the work <laughs> like yeah. for any farmer even just to remember what a drought was like, that shit is a thing of the past now. And yeah. People got so many fucking options. It's causing mass consumer confusion. And you're right. You should appreciate just having some fresh quality herb. Like if you're you know? getting a fresh bag for a decent price in your hometown and you didn't have Bless. to risk anything, like, man, just be blessed, bro. <laughs> you know what yeah, I'm saying? That's like, like that's the, that's the thing. Just chill out. It's just some weed, like, you know what I mean? If it's not the best batch ever, you don't have to get that one. You know what I mean? But people people have this sort of like attitudes nowadays and stuff with like the Instagram, Telegram world where it's like, it's they deserve it. You know what I mean? It's like any farmer worked super hard to get the food on your plate, to do all this stuff, but they ain't getting no respect. You know what I mean? So right like about that, bro. So like, I kind of always try to, you know, this is like a brand of cultivators. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like we really grow. We really try to find new flavors. We really try to do something that's like similar, but different. And like, that's basically how surf's up's going to be. <laughs> you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like that's, that's what we stand on. I mean, you're doing that and more. And I, you know, as I'm looking through all these flavors and seeing your bags and then get to hear your story, you got one hell of a story, bro. Yeah, you did. I, I'm telling Very you, man, I never unique. told you know, it to when, nobody. When we were talking I couldn't. before we did this <laughs> and you were kind of giving me the backstory and why this would be a good situation. Um, all, you had me at Puerto Rico, Virgin Island, <laughs> and then <laughs> yeah, North Carolina shit. Outer Banks and shit. And yeah. I was like, bro, this is going to be a hell of a story. Yeah. And we get to link up and stuff and I put a face to a name and shit. Now we're locked in, man. Now you're a part of the family. You're part Thank of Thank you, man. You've been a part of the community, but what we're doing here is uh no, it's a blessing able too. To put the brand story with the founder and, and let sure. people get to know the brand a little more for what it really stands for, what it really comes from. Yeah. And this is genuine and authentic. Some people just throw some shit on a bag and they're trying to make a few bucks. That's not what's happening here. And this is what we're all about. We can back this type of brand a hundred percent and i can say yo surf's up is hundred percent authentic hundred percent genuine and they got all quality fucking products thank you man i i'm, I'm digging everything you guys got going on for yeah. real thank it's you really dope to see and the hospitality and the energy you carry bro thank you man i appreciate that like you know what i mean i, I just try to like do kind by, by how people i want to treat you know be treated you like could feel it right away however however you trying to like you know whatever energy you're gonna put out i'll give it right back you know what i'm saying <laughs> like i'm a very like humble person but yep. 
it's sometimes like people try to think kindness is a weakness and yeah you know what i mean i've been through the ringer you know what i'm saying because i'm a very kind person absolutely but at the same time like i always like try to collab with people do new shit and like you know sometimes it don't work out and sometimes it does like this fire marshal bill shit this bag right here is ridiculous this is basically my friend this uh a real firefighter for years and years and years, you know what I'm saying? And he has a brand in New York and that's his, that's our little collab with the old in living color, Jim Carrey. Character. I was just going to say, yeah. You know what I'm saying? How so it's cool how it, another one, just having fun with it. Like it's some real life shit. Organic. He's just you a firefighter. So, Hey, let me show you something. <laughs> you know what I'm this is one of the original Jim. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this was Jim Carrey before Jim Carrey. So that that's Jim crazy. Carrey one is a, uh, it's a red runts. Ooh. So it's kind of gas, so like fire gas. I feel like it's got like I a, like it a lot, bro. But yeah, yeah that keeping the vibes alive and and you know just seeing the different the nuances in the in this lineup is really dope to see. These are just like the homies, you know what I'm saying? So we're just you name so many people too that we fuck with heavy. Yeah, it just shows your character that you know. I search good it people out. No good people. I search and, these people out, man. I, I look for them, and I, and I know that that when the energy is right, you can tell. In this game, you've I been agree. in it long enough, you I can agree. you can tell if it's not right. You know, I, I like this no feeling season. Yeah, that's his brand, and he he's like a he does like clothes and everything, and he's a, also a firefighter. I like how organic this is, and I like how organic this show came about where we're filming. Fresco Love in Houston. Yeah. We all met at the pop-up. Yeah. We literally were going to film it at a random place, and it's like all this came about, and now we're in this sick spot in the middle of Houston in one of the dopest areas yeah. filming with you, and now you guys linked yeah. up, and who knows what spawns from that, but- Shout out bro. to little Mexico, man. And it's all because of the plant we're talking about today, man. That brings so many people together, you know what I mean? Especially while traveling to new places yeah. and stuff like that. It's a community. The fact that you like weed and you surf and you go to these places where no one knows you. Yeah. Weed is the is the You got a community common, there. Weed is the common denominator that is going to bring people together and allow you to have that commonality so you can build a relationship, connect, conversate. And a lot of it is just you the whole basis of this show, that first smoke of the day, you tend to have a really good connecting curated conversation that allows you to put differences to the side and get to know each other yeah. on a deeper level yeah. so that you can feel trust you can feel um you know connection and you can feel like hey we come from two different places but we're both sharing this right here yeah it's like a ceremonial thing it's a you Definitely. know this plant is a medicine for real and it uh it brings communities together, no matter what your background is, no matter where you come from. None yeah. of that shit matters when you have the plant, and it's Bro. really dope, man. So we're uh, we're happy to be able to spend this time, and we're happy to be able to connect over this, especially yeah, for sure. in Houston, bro. For sure, man. We're just gonna, you know, keep building, and we'll see like what happens. You know what I mean? I'm just having fun with the experience. We're launching, you know, in California, like all over in the next couple months. Fire. So this is something that it was like the perfect timing to just, all right, let's tell the story and let's put it out there and let's see what happens. Shells, man. Bro, yeah, smoke. Exactly. You know what I mean, yeah, You're ready. I'm bro. all about it. Where are people going to be able to find you? Like, what's your? How, how do Basically, people check out the flavors? Look at what's up. Basically, we got some QR codes. 
codes on some of the bags, but we also have, uh, you know, the Instagrams. It's basically Surf's Up Exotics. No misspellings. There's a couple at fake Surf's ones. Surf's Up Exotics. At Surf's Up Exotics, spelled correctly. And then also at High Class underscore US. Yep. And High Class is my, my man, man. He's basically my uh, protege. He's a young man that just is, you know, he, he basically told me he didn't want to go to school. And I said, boy, you better get in school. He said, I'm not going. After a couple of weeks, I said, you really not going? All right, we got to show you the right way because there's an ethic to the game. You know what I'm saying? There's a certain ethic that you have to deal with, with especially for, with farmers, especially. You know, as a young man, talking with, you know, 35-year-old farmers, there's a certain thing you got to do, <laughs> you know? You got to show and, some respect. And yeah, he, he's sure. definitely a great uh, protege, and he, he's he's very fast learner, and he's got a really, like, educated palate for a young man. <laughs> you know what I mean? So he he basically, uh, you know, has his brand, and we do collabs, like the all these bags right here, the perfume, the vitamin Z, it's just collabs, just to, like, you know, connect the circle connect the whole circle, bring everything together. And it's like, everybody wants to have their, their bags. You know what I mean? Everybody wants to have their brand. Let, let's figure out a way to make it work. So like, we're all about that. It's cool to collab with the bags. It's allowed cannabis creators now to come together and build something. Build yeah. Wave, right? Like, yeah. It's like literally you guys a wave. like surf up with like, would say is you, you, you know, build up a wave by coming together and, uh, you know, the bag is the perfect platform to just showcase different creative abilities and yeah. different things that, you know, you guys are liking. Like, this is what we're smoking on. So check this out, you know, and it's cool because as I'm checking out all your bags, it's all a little something different. Yeah. We try to have a different wave. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like Max B, you know what I mean? Yeah. The wave God. I like how you go from surf to yeah. like hip you know hop, like hard hip hop <laughs> too. Like, if you know anything about Max B, you know he's the wave god, and like yeah. it, you know what I mean. You don't want to do the same thing as everyone else. Yeah. Surf, surfing is the same way. Like you don't want to ride everyone's you wave. Be a you, kook. you got you don't want to be a kook, bro. Like get you need out to of make the way. a kook bag. It's my way of getting, you know, let me ride it. I've been working one of my 15 years instrument. on this shit, you know? Yeah. yeah. Kooks of the day. Kooks of the day is the best. <laughs> that's, a great, that's a great interview. I'll, I'll be like um, reposting that kind of stuff saying, you know, when when the surf's up hits or, you know, something like when, after you smoke the surf's up and got some funny surf videos and yeah. just have fun with that shit. You know what I mean? It's what it's about. It's fucking amazing, bro. Yeah. But we'll, we'll be out there in the, in the markets uh, in California, at least, you know, basically in the next couple months. Uh, on a bunch of different shelves, we got some some good things in the works. What flavors and are dropping? Basically, a lot of candies right now. That's what they want. In the in the, in the near future, we got some candies, but it's mostly um, you know something a little more unique. Like there's a lot of like little runs crosses. I like the vitamin Z. Oh, I think that would do well. Oh, we can make that one work for sure. Like I, th I think in the in the, um, in the retail market, it's like people just want something different. And they do want California stuff. It's not. It's like, not this everyday it's not candy. Like the streets at all. I mean, they like candy. Don't get it wrong, but like they also want to see something Some variety, orange, something that's yeah, grape, something that's you know different, different little things that might bring them back. You know, it's a lot of middle aged consumers in the retail. For market, sure, for sure. Yeah, that's what I like too. I like to try different shit. I don't want to smoke the same thing all the time, but that's the beauty of cannabis. Customer it's wants what they want. Using that art a yeah. little bit. Because everyone's trying to survive and I get it. Yeah. But 
we need to educate consumers more for sure especially the new consumers that before it wasn't an option for them because they're like man my job or you know my parents or whatever it was right my religion whatever it was now it's kind of opening up for sure we're like dude it's not that big of a deal but they don't know what's good so you know we're here to um we're here to clarify that and, and kind of co-sign the right people and navigate them to maybe find it their wave you know what i mean and like, <laughs> that's it that everyone's has the wave to ride it's, there's <laughs> waves for all don't of play us. with pack figure out what board they want to ride the wave on hey, bro, there's saying? ways for all of us out here you know what i mean just like figure out your path and and it's, we do we gotta we gotta set up a, um like a surf trip or some shit so here's the here's an idea just throw it out there the texas surf tour because people don't know there's waves in texas is right? it really i was gonna ask i did that. not know so that. look there's a wave park in waco texas and it has waves all year it's just a wave pool that makes perfect waves i have I've heard this. of that so i don't know how we could just book this place out or something that would but. be fire <laughs> like, super down yeah no, yeah but you know what i'm gonna we'll, we'll reach out we'll make some posts and shit let's let's book out the wave park in waco texas if you're down to do this dm us on first please let day. us know and and uh just say surfs up texas and let's talk about how we could book out the waco uh yeah you know surf park can i sure. body surf yeah, bro. I'm a surf on you, dude. Damn, like, dude. Bigs is a board. As long as I can see like that Cadillac you was talking about. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, driving that monster. Like no, bro, for so sure though. We'll put here? you out there on a lawnmower and see if you can get up. I'm, I'm ready, bro. I'm, I'm born on the east coast of Florida. You, you yeah, these guys check-ins. can surf, man. I already know. That's why we're vibing. I can't like, wait. You know, I can't wait. So like, there's also this shit out here that you could do, and I, I got to get like somebody if they want to, you know, donate a boat and know the route. They they surf the wake from the tankers, the oil tankers, these oh, big ass ships. Shit. They come in with a wake and they make little waves and. It's on like some old movies and stuff. Like they'll follow them around with a jet ski or boat. Yeah. And so that would be some classic surf shit. all the time. Yeah. But it's not the same as surfing. It's kind of similar, but this is like yeah. a wake that just ends and like yeah. the, the boat's gone or whatever. You know what I'm I saying? I think we should get the Waco Surf Park and do some type of event. Get a bunch of the homies together. There's that would be so sick. many surfers. I'm names are popping in my There's head left Kelly and right. Slater that are people that would. Park too. Yeah. Where's yeah, that in, at? In California. See, we did research. We definitely so rent that. You can rent it or is it invitation? You can rent it out. You sure? I know yeah. you can rent it out. We got to rent that. We got to do that. He, yeah. He brought it up to me. Yeah. You know who's also a surfer? Miami Mango. Yep. I swear he posts photos dropping eight to 12 foot barrels. No, Miami Mango is yeah. a real. Yeah. He, yeah. he was like getting after There's it. a lot, man. A lot of people grew up surfing and smoking weed and that was their first connections with the plant. And yeah. Them realizing I'm going to keep doing this. It was, it was like the surfing thing where you're kind of like outcast back in the day too already, you know what I mean? And skaters and surfers weren't as like as trendy as it is now. So Skaters and surfers were the first dudes I knew that would go surf or skate before school, get high as fuck, then come to school and I'd be like, yo, guys, I'm like, dude, bro, shot. <laughs> you guys fucking did that, huh? Like they'd be coming in like. Because when know. you serve, your eyes are already going to get oh, bloodshot blood from the salt fun. water. Good excuse. Yeah. Then you're smoking too. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, kids in our school would do that shit. Like, I think I started smoking like about 13, like seventh, eighth yeah, what grade. Was your first time smoking weed? Bro, it was like seventh, I think it was seventh grade. And my friend uh, on the bus was like, yo, we're going to go smoke some weed. And I'm like, all right, we're smoking weed now. All right. You know what I mean? I'm cool. I'm trying to be cool with a yeah. kid that's older than me. And we get out and we smoke the dirtiest weed out of like, 
basically uh, uh, something you put like a compressor into, like the little metal piece for a compressor. It's like solid. that was a bowl like that we somehow made. And this shit was terrible. It was like Mexi brick. And we just got like a headache, I think. And we were like playing basketball. Like I'm so high. But we, I don't, I don't really, I didn't really like that, that experience as much. So like, maybe I like the next year or two, I like tried some better weed and I'm like, oh, I, I kind of like this. And then once I got the Ganny, I was like, oh shit, this is, I like this feeling. Like this is where I, I didn't like the beasters. I didn't like any of the mids. And we had this shit called the shorty bud that was pretty good. It was like the Zona. It was like the Arizona. But not the, um, I think the first time, like it was not that good of experience, but by about 16, 17, oh, I was loving the Ganny. And so we were just smoking and surfing, joking around at school. I was always a good student and shit, but I just never like thought school was going to like get me where I needed to go. You know what I mean? It was not. It's the biggest gimmick in the game. I graduated like a year early. Like I was just like, I'm, I got all my credits. I'm like, I'm, I'm just working. You know what I mean? And then I got, I went to the massage school, but yeah. everyone in massage school is smoking weed. Like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So the whole journey, like weed was just always there. Like as part of the culture, you know? And like, you know, shout out to moms. Moms will smoke one with me sometimes, you know what I mean? And stuff like that. So that makes it easier. Yeah. So, you know, little family reunions and stuff. It's, yeah. it's all good. But, uh, <laughs> I feel like everyone in our community and stuff, a lot of people always smoke, but the surf community kind of, keeps it on the hush the skate community kind of like puts the shit more on blast like, maybe fuck it yeah, yeah it's like sure. cooler skaters to, are fucking crazy skaters are cooler to like talk about the weed shit the surfers are kind of like let's not talk about it too much like we're getting these sponsors and stuff yeah, like they that they really they really had grows and all that shit they're trying to keep it way more yeah the old heads will kind of they'll train you like that he'd be like yo that's how i was trained smoking shit but keep that shit on the low you know don't don't trip on it don't don't be telling everybody you know fucking you got the weed. So that's why this is crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like to grow up in that era. Now we're in this era. I'm like, fuck it. I'll just, you know, let them, let them know what's good. You know what I mean? Because for me growing up, that was like ridiculous. Like, why would you ever tell people what you're doing? You know? So fact. now it, this is a real business. Yeah. Though. Yeah. Times this is a real change. business. And, and prohibitions here. here, you're going on the shelves. It's time to step out. And, uh, you obviously got the flavors. You got the brand. Before it's too late, it out. Yeah. let's put it out there. You know what I mean? Yeah, we all got to come together too. Yeah. You know, we all got to come together because, um, you know, big company culture and all that, all that type of shit doesn't exist. Nah. Like, there's no people. It's every person for themselves, really. And so, you know, you got to get all the grassroots people together to come together and stay together so that we can, you know, keep keep some good weed around and stay in touch with the roots of crippy and gang yeah, yeah, and we all need this that. type of shit that started all this that really has different nuances of flavors and benefits and things that go on down the line so that it doesn't just end up all feeling like the same shit or cheaping out and being a experience that people are like man i can't believe you like why would you want to smoke weed you know it yeah. sucks you know, that, <laughs> keep it away from that. Yeah, yeah. It's getting, you know, a little ridiculous sometimes right now. But yeah, I feel like there's definitely a a clash where people are like, I don't want that that candy like infused or I don't want this. I want like a yeah. sour diesel or an OG or a gorilla glue or people have been asking for especially in Texas, they're like, I like the gorilla glue. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, all right, cool. So like there's definitely like different profiles happening with different age groups and different communities. 
And yeah, then I try to like hit a little bit of everything, you know what yeah. I mean? But it's, you're never going to please everybody with the, with the weed. You know, you got to no. accept that. <laughs> and at the end of the day, just have fun with it. Like I'm saying, just have fun with the shit. If, you know, somebody's going to like what they're going to like, I just kind of do what I was true to me. And as long as I do that, I know I'm, you know, just doing my thing. Uh, yeah, man. <laughs> One thing I know, when the pack lands, surfs up. That's what I'm saying, baby. Hey. Like the brand's got a lot of legs, and you'll keep running with it, man. Cheers, Shout brother. Out to you, bro. Yeah. Um. Any shout-outs? Man, I got a lot of shout-outs to the team, to the family. You know what I'm saying? My wife's a legend. You know what I'm saying? She's fucking legendary, and she made all this food and stuff. And uh, basically, sh- shout-out to, uh, you know, just working hard bro shout out to everybody's working hard if you keep working hard you're passionate you're doing what you really are like in alignment with the universe is is aligning it's going to help you if you keep working at it that's how i feel now you know what i mean this is just a little blessing like been working hard like traveling all over now's a beautiful time we were able to sit down and just tell what's going on and hopefully people want to fuck with it you know what i mean so i appreciate the opportunity Appreciate you, man. And if you work hard, the surf's definitely going to stay up. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? That's all you got to do. You just, the earth's going to do what it's going to do. For real. Just ride the wave. It might be on the, it might be on a skateboard. Ride the wave. You better not, you know, you got to know when to get on the wave and off the wave. Definitely. Wipe out. You got to be careful because you will wipe out. It's just the hardest thing paddling out. You get sent straight to pound town. You know what? Paddling out is hard, but I feel like the hardest thing is just like knowing where to be on the wave. If you're like not used to it, especially, and that's like just you know everything. If you if you don't know where to paddle into the wave at, which is a good metaphor for life, <laughs> then you're basically really you're you're fucked from the start. You know like, what I like about surfing? It's one of the last things that you can do where you're totally disconnected from the phone, completely with the phone. Like there's no phone. People get mad because you'll be gone for two, three hours, and yeah. you're like, "What the fuck?" The fuck? Is doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> completely lost deals like that before (laughs) it's it's, and it's true though it's what's going on when you're like when you were saying you realize how small we really are and how you're totally you're not like the top of the food chain anymore like your shark could eat you board yeah you're on a fucking board and you're in the ocean which is massive the pacific is gnarly like the east coast i'm i like it it's like safer you know what i mean feels like you're not gonna get bit by a shark but on in santa cruz there's fucking sharks man I mean, fucking great white settles. People get eaten away. like every year. Like there's somebody that gets eaten. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Horrible way to go. Yeah. But, so that's for it, real. It's, there's no phones. Exactly. And that is, man, the true disconnecting factor of there's really no place or no thing you can do without the phone running your fucking life. But when you're surfing, there's no option to have a phone on you. Bro, as crazy as it sounds, in Santa Cruz, I've seen somebody with a goddamn phone out there. You can, I'm back. sure. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, my God. At the end of the day, that's like, the worst thing no you one's can do really in Santa gonna, Cruz. Like, you get beat up for that, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. a kook move, bro. Yeah, that's some kook shit. That's some kook shit. He's like, just There's out here no, chilling, you know? Leave the fucking phone, on his phone. <laughs> Hey, man. It's not like, that important. Bro, you... you you're gonna get Someone it will definitely paddle over and dunk that <laughs> shit and be like, yo, stay off their fucking phone. Yeah, you're gonna have to get a the new phone. The whole point of going that. out there is to, you know, 
just be one with the with the world and and you know that's the thing man if, if you're really out there you gotta like really think about certain things you know what i mean and and it kind of disconnects you with the daily like monotony of the tv right, and right. The, the, everything that we're getting hit with and surfing's just one of those like releases you know what i mean yeah, swimming I just being in the ocean in general by the ocean just near the ocean just looking at it you feel like a different vibe you know absolutely so like the surf sub vibe is that is like a little more tropical like relax have a good time like you know what i yeah. mean it's it's not too like hard it's not too soft it's just like a nice little wave want to ride it here it is you know what i mean i know if i'm in texas i'm definitely looking for some flavors well here you uh, go same with cali the surf's up uh it's cool you'll be able to go grab surf's up and then go get your surf up so here's the so, deal coming to cali other thing is, you know, I grew up in near Virginia Beach. So Pharrell, the legendary guy, you know, out of Virginia yep. Beach, is building a wave park out there. Oh, so shit. just like they have in Waco, they're going to have in Virginia Beach. So Virginia is legal. They, you know, they got their shit. They just don't have any stores yet. So Virginia, when the time's right, surfs up, baby. We out there. You know I what like I'm it. saying? Yeah. Like it, shout bro. out to the 757, man. Everybody out there. Hey, there's a lot of people sleeping on Virginia. Bro, they're in the DMs all the it's time. It's a Bay Area, but it's the Chesapeake Bay. I like that. And there's that. seven cities around I it. I like that. And it's a beautiful location. You know what I'm saying? Stock but just went up in Virginia, baby. You! Sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For real. I can already see a strain release uh, at the park. Yeah, man. We, yeah. we definitely yeah, uh, tie into the surf world because skating and I surfing, that's that our shit. needs to happen more. Bro, we're down to do some shit. I'd love to talk more after this. We'll figure out a way to, to do something like that. Kelly Slater's Way Park or something like that. Nah, for real. And, you know, <laughs> the man himself is the GOAT. Coco Beach, baby. I know. Legendary. You know I got to meet him one time in, you know in Bali, is. Indonesia. I he smokes, you know. Yeah. Maybe. All, I mean, I feel like Slater. He definitely used to. I feel I like Slater, he, he probably does. You know, my guess would he, he probably does, but he's probably like, he's more like controlled. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He, he's very like. He's dialed in. I mean. Yeah. He's not, he's in. not like going excessive with anything. No, you know what I mean? He's dialed in. But he, I'm sure he's jo enjoying his cannabis. You know what I mean? Like maybe his day got the fire. Pamela Anderson. He was definitely smoking. He probably had sure. the fire, bro. He's the best <laughs> surfer. He got the best weed. You know what I'm saying? But shout Rob Machado, man. shout out to Rob Machado yeah. and Kalani Rob. Yeah. Two different guys, but they always looked like they were having a good time with the weed. Yeah. You know what sure. I'm saying? Oh yeah. And so all those like surfers kind of, that's how we grew up in like the punk rock era and, you know, like Wu-Tang and hip hop and underground and shit like that. It was just like an infusion of my life. So I'm just telling my life, you know what I mean? Through the bags. That's all, all right, it is. Bro. <laughs> shit. Keep it popping, man. And uh, thank you. You know what it is. It's my man, Ellie from Surf's Up. It's first smoke of the day. We're out here in H-Town laying it down. It's a Texas thing right now. And keep an eye out for the product to hit the shop soon in Cali. Ding. And until then, surf's up. Dude, surf's smoking. up, man. Guys, smoking. Peace. Hey, stop. Before you leave, roll up another one. We got more episodes just like this. Click right here.